Welcome to the Species Hall of Fame. I'm Quentin Wheeler. Today we meet the green rat clingfish. Not exactly euphonious, the common name trips over the tongue, but does pique one's curiosity. Besides, as the bard might have said, a green rat clingfish would be just as fascinating by any other name. Less than an inch long, 17 to 21 millimeters to be exact, the green rat clingfish is, you guessed it, green, with a lighter green stripe on the side of the head, from the tip of the snout to the upper part of the gill, passing through the eye which has an orange iris. It is so far known from sites along the northern and northeastern coast of Tasmania, and two locations on the coast of mainland Australia, in Victoria and New South Wales. Most specimens were collected from subtidal fields of macroalgae up to two meters deep. This species, Barry Ichthys algicola, is one of two new species assigned to the newly named genus, Barry Ichthys. It is easy to sort out the meaning of the scientific name. The genus name honors Barry Hutchins, the ichthyologist who first discovered examples of the lineage back in the 1980s and the specific epithet that points to the fish's natural history, the fact that it dwells among algae. Miniaturization, the evolution of a small body size in adults, is common among animal taxa, with numerous examples found among teleos fishes. Like many miniaturized species, this fish shows certain reductions compared to the anatomy of its larger relatives. This includes absence of a good deal of the cephalic sensory system and the lower gill arch skeleton. It also has some unusual features, such as elongate papillae on the adhesive disc. The new species belongs to Gobisocidae, the family of clingfishes. Members of the family are found in the Atlantic, Indian, and Pacific Oceans, from intertidal zones to depths up to 500 meters. Most species live in tropical or warm temperate regions, but some are found in colder waters. Their habitats are primarily shallow, rocky reefs and shores. Some are closely associated with macroalgae or seagrass beds and may be obligately associated with them. Some species are even amphibious, able to live out of water for a few days, taking oxygen from the air by means of gill surfaces. Mostly marine, a number of species are found in brackish water, but only seven so far are known to live in freshwater. Most clingfishes are small, less than two inches in length. A few are larger, including a couple of species that can grow to about a foot. Most have narrow, tapering bodies and flattened heads, giving a visual impression of an elongated tadpole. Their skin is smooth, devoid of scales, some species are known to excrete a mucus when threatened uh, that is said to taste extremely bitter, a fact I'm happy to take their word for, and to be toxic to other fish. Clingfishes are famous for their adhesive discs. These ventral structures are formed from elements of the paired fins and fin girdles and are used by the fish to firmly attach to the substrate. This attachment is so strong that a disc can lift up to 300 times the weight of the fish. As a result, they are able to hang on to rocks or other submerged surfaces, even in very strong currents or while being dashed by waves. Diets of most clingfishes consist of small-sized invertebrates. None are known to be strictly herbivorous, 
but some are omnivores and do eat large quantities of algae. A few are associated with other species, such as those living in or among sea urchins, or those acting as cleaner fish, eating parasites from larger fish. To date, more than 180 species of clingfishes have been named and classified in 50 genera, but their small size and cryptic habits suggest that many more species remain to be discovered. This is Quentin Wheeler for the Species Hall of Fame.